Hi, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Today I want to discuss the important topic of valuations and your self-directed IRA. So this is a uh, topic that always becomes very hot, so to speak, towards the beginning of the year because each IRA by law needs to be valued annually. Even if you're under the required minimum distribution age of 70 and a half, the IRS still requires valuation of your IRA each year. In fact, the IRA custodian, for example, IRA Financial Trust Company, is required to complete a Form 5498 each year, which provides the IRS with a fair market value of your IRA. The form is due by May 31. However, generally, the valuation is as of 1231. So for 2018, generally for our clients, we send out valuation forms generally in December and we ask for them to be returned hopefully uh, before May. (laughs) Generally, most people return them by January or February and then we have some time to complete the 5498s. So why does the IRS care about your valuation? Well, the IRS wants to keep track about really how your IRA is doing. Uh, even if it's not a taxable event. So, for example, if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even any age before 70 and a half, and you're not required to take an RMD. So an RMD is requirement of distribution that every pre-tax IRA has is subject to. So as long as you are not 70 and a half, you do not technically have to take money out of your IRA. Now, you are able to take money out of your IRA any time. Prior to 59 and a half, you have to pay tax and a 10% penalty if it's a traditional IRA. Uh, over 59 and a half, just tax. But you're not required to. No one could force you to take a distribution until you're 70 and a half. Note, Roth IRAs are not subject to RMDs. Okay, so let's talk about what does the IRS want here. Well, they like to see the value. So it's important to them because they want to keep track, first of all, what people have in their retirement account. They like to know, basically from a budgetary standpoint, what they can expect in terms of tax revenue. And they also want to know, because as you approach 70 and a half, they want to make sure there's some accountability. So for example, at 68, if you said your IRAs were 200 grand, and now at 70 and a half, you're saying it's worth 12,000, they may have a question. Why has the value dropped? What did you do? Are you trying to do anything that is maybe a little bit aggressive in terms of a valuation discount because now you're subject to RMD. So the IRS likes to keep track of everything. They like information. Form 5498 also discloses in general terms what the investments are. So for self-directed IRA investors, valuations is a hot topic because a lot of times alternative assets are somewhat difficult to value. Real estate, maybe not so much, right? If you own a piece of property, generally you can get an idea of the valuation, whether it's tax records, whether it's looking on Zillow or other sources, you can get an idea of what the real estate is worth. Um, if you have a private equity investment, uh, hedge fund investment, sometimes they will provide valuations uh, because they have to market to market in some cases. So they will have some fair market value information to you that you could uh, then share with the custodian. However, If you have an interest in a privately held business, a small pizza restaurant or a small consulting company, you may not be able to get a valuation. Uh, It just may not be possible. If you're not in the RMD world, it's not really going to matter. I mean, you want to do your best to give the custodian an accurate value. But to be honest, if you don't have an accurate value, generally the custodian will report to the IRS the value you invested at. So if you 
invested in the pizza restaurant and put 100 grand in and you're just not able to get a valuation, you're 45 years old, it's not really a taxable event or you don't you're out of the country and you just ignore the custodian, generally they will not distribute the account or, you know, call up the IRS and get you in trouble. They'll just give the IRS the $100,000 value. But there's assets that are difficult to value and there's also an issue with loans. Okay, a lot of people don't realize this and I wanted to kind of talk specifically about this. So if you have a piece of real estate, uh, let's say you invested $200,000 and you took a $100,000 non-recourse loan. Again, it has to be a non-recourse loan. Why? Because you can't personally guarantee an obligation of your IRA. So you have the $200,000 cash invested. You get a bank to give you a $100,000 non-recourse loan. You put the $300,000 together. You buy the property. Now you hit 70 and a half. The property is worth 400. Okay. What do you put down as the value? You got to put down 400. You don't say, well, I only put $200,000 in and it's 66% of the value. So I'm putting 66% of the 400. No, the IRS is saying you got to put the whole entire value of 400,000 down. So that causes some issues because people say, well, I got to pay RMDs now on fair market value, even though technically 33% of that example real estate project goes back to the bank. So it causes some very interesting um, problems for some people. Um, if you're not close to seven and a half, the non-recourse load issue is not a big deal. You just throw it on the valuation. Um, and you, because you report what the value is, just like if someone asks you what your what your house is worth, you don't say, "Well, I put fifty thousand dollars in and I got a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage, so my house is worth fifty thousand. You say, "No, my house is worth four hundred fifty thousand, for example. Same way in the IRA world, you put two hundred thousand dollars down, you get a mortgage or a non recourse loan for a hundred, you buy it for three hundred, now it's worth four hundred. The custodian asks how much the property is worth. You don't say two hundred, you say four hundred. If you're not in the RMD world, not a big deal. If you're getting in the RMD world, you're over 70 and a half, it becomes an issue and you got to address that because now you potentially are paying an RMD, a requirement of distribution, which generally is about 3% of the value of your IRA is tax. So let's say that's your only asset and it's $400,000 value, even though maybe 200,000, 100,000 is, is part of a loan. Okay, So your net net only, let's say 300 in equity. The two hundred thousand you put down is some appreciation because one hundred thousand has to go back to the bank, but you're paying tax on the four hundred or an RMD on the four hundred, so the three percent is not on the three hundred, but it's on the four hundred. So you're paying a little bit more in RMD, even though when you sell the property, only three hundred, let's say, will go back to your IRA. It's it's something that just is the way it is. It may not be accurate. It may not be right. That's what the IRS requires that's what they expect so my advice if you're getting close to the 70 and a half and you got a non-recourse loan you got to think about this because that three percent rmd or approximate three percent will be based off the fair market value which includes the non-recourse loan so something to just be aware of in other cases um if you're not close to 70 and a half it's not a huge deal you can get uh zillow tax records for real estate or you can ask a a non-related uh, party. You don't want to give your own valuation. You want to have someone unrelated that's independent. Uh, if it's not, again, a 70 and a half RMD issue, probably you just want to be as accurate as possible. If you are in the RMD world, most custodians, including IRA Financial Trust, require a third party to sign it. This is there for your protection. Um, because generally, if the valuation is independent and you get audited, by the IRS, they will probably have less inclination to attack that value if it was given and signed off by a third party versus you just making it up. 
So it's really there for the client's protection. Um, most custodians will require it signed or verified by an independent third party. If you're not 70 and a half or you're not taking the property or the asset in kind, it's not a taxable event. Generally, you, you want to be as, as accurate as possible, but it's it's not you know something you, you, you need to really concern yourself with and stress yourself out over. So in sum, uh, valuations are important. It's the IRS requ- request them. They look at them. Um, 5498 filed May 31 by the custodian. You don't have to do it. Don't worry. The custodian does it. If you don't provide a value, generally the custodian will use the last used value, whether it's what you put in or the last time you gave a number. If you're getting close to 17 and a half and you have a non-recourse loan, consider that the 3% RMD or whatever that number is will be based off the value of the IRA, asset, loan, and any cash. So that's something that I may have jumped over. It's important. When you look at an, at an RMD, it's based off the total value of the IRA assets, cash and assets, and the non-recourse loan on top of that. Each IRA account has to cover their own RMD. So if you have an account at IRA Financial Trust, an account at Fidelity and Schwab, you need to make sure that that RMD okay, is going to cover the aggregate. So if you have 100000 100000 100000 that's 300000 times, let's say, 3%. You can satisfy that under any IRA or one of the IRAs or two or all three, but you just have to satisfy it in the aggregate. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It has to come from one of the IRAs, not each one pro rata. So valuations are important. They're taxable if you take a distribution. They're taxable if you're over 7.5. Uh, you want to be as accurate as possible if you're close to 7.5. You want to sign, verified by an independent third party, and you want to make sure you're including the non-recourse loan uh, if you have a asset uh, that's subject to a non-recourse loan. If you can't find the value because it's very hard hard to value asset, you want to find an expert or professional if you're 70 and a half or older that can help you. Uh, most custodians, again, will require it signed by a third party. If you're not 70 and a half, you're younger, you're not, it's not a taxable event, you don't have to be as um, as extreme in terms of going and finding an independent third party. You can do your best to be accountable and accurate. Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Hope you found the podcast uh, helpful, insightful. Please subscribe uh, to our channel. Uh, thanks for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, IRFG, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, thanks again.